Welcome to Time Play 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. And my name is Lockie, and this week we played at least three hours of Teardown. At least. It's good. Good at listening. <laughs> Get ready. Hello, Louis. Howdy. Howdy. How are you doing? Howdy, doody, doody, howdy. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's on your catchphrase. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold. Lyric, lyric, lyric list. Lyricist? Lyricist. Um, no, 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 no. You were right the first time. I'm a lyricist. He's a lyricist. Uh, you right? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Yourself? Yeah. Been better, I would say. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, but, you know, fine. Happy happy to be doing this with you, my friend. I'm glad to hear it. Um, Lucky, we were just talking about water bottles. Yeah, we were. And I thought, hey, this <laughs> feels like the kind of thing we would put at the beginning of a podcast about sure. video games. Sure. Do you want us to relive that conversation? Yeah, should we, pretend, we should we just pretend it never happened and just do it Let's again? Let's not do that, but I'll re-summarize my points, which are, I think I could never buy a normal water bottle because they're just gross. Mm. I think they just get gross way too easily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I use uh, big plastic bottles of water that I normally buy if I'm like doing a day of work on the floors or we get sparkling water to the house um so i'll just use one of the massive bottles plastic ones and then when they get a bit gross just you know chuck it in the recycling but it gets gross after like two weeks so i think if you have an actual water bottle whose intention is to last some of them a lifetime i'm sure they put on the label uh you know they get gross man yeah i mean i mean it depends what you're putting in it i would say for one if you just put in water, I think you're, you're probably fine. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I only put water in my bottles and they get gross. Maybe but it's But me. They're, they're made out of... <laughs> Maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> non, like, that's plastic and it's, like, bacteria-filled that as soon as you use it, nothing to line, no, no line. Like, I use, like, um, I use, like, a, it's kind of basically a thermos, so it's, like, metal-lined and it's, like, super easy to clean. Well, this is the thing. No, those don't tell me you use one of those ones where it's like uh, cold for twenty four hours, hot for twelve hours. Uh, one of those metal ones with like the the baby sized nozzles on the top, which are impossible to clean because you have to get some sort of expanding sponge brush inside. Uh, it's not. It's not a baby sized nozzle. It's like three sixty. You can drink from any angle. <laughs> it's three sixty, but it's a circle. Three th- three sixty degrees <laughs> of drinking. You're telling me it's a circle. So it's a water bottle. No, but it's big and it comes from any side. Yeah, it's like a big hole. It's a big hole, but it's, but it, like it's a big hole, but it has like a top. It's a circle. <laughs> no, 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 no. It has like a thing in the in the in the middle of it that stops it from coming straight up the top because you don't want to burn yourself. So you can you can like wiggle it around, but it comes out I'm, from all the angles, right? Yeah, 
I've, I've got no idea what you're talking about now. I'm going to have to... You're going to have to send me a picture. Um, imagine, if you will, a circle. Mm-hmm. And then take, like... Imagine you got, like, a piece of cork, and you shove the cork 90% of the way into the circle. So you just had, like, a small rim of space between... And from... is, the cork, is the cork bigger than the circle or smaller than the circle? It's, well, it's, it's 90% the size of the circle. So, so you, it's 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 floating in the middle. I yeah, assume yeah, propped sure, up by sure. okay, okay. So it has a small gap around the the lip, okay, the whole way around. Three sixty degrees, okay. baby. Anyway, I was gonna say they're easy to clean, <laughs> and the, the materials they're easy to clean. However, my experience with water bottles is no matter what type you get, th- uh, there's always just like a lip that you just can't quite get under. And so I have a lot of I put a lot of um, coffee in in my tumblers. Um, mm. and you leave that for more than like an hour, it's going to be a slight pain to clean, which means that eventually I'm going to leave it for a day where it's a real pain to clean. And then eventually I'm going to leave it for a week where I have to basically throw it away. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's very wasteful. Um, and it's, it's difficult. Also, they're yeah. way too efficient at keeping things hot. Uh, you put a hot coffee <laughs> in one of these tumblers, it is boiling for hours and there's nothing you can do about it. That's good, at least. No, it's not. That's a good thing. Um, not for someone that likes yeah, to just down this stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the <clears> thing. <throat> I think all of these water bottles just get gross, and I think they're so marketed towards not being gross that people buy them. But uh, they're fucking gross. Hmm. Hmm. That's my. That's my. That's my. That's where I stand on it. At the same time, like I've had water bottles, and I think there are definitely times when. You do need a water bottle if you're going camping, for example. Mm, no, if you're going maybe hiking, if you're doing like your DV silver, you want a heftier bottle than, say, uh, you know, crappy little I, Buxton. I, I I don't agree. I think there are plenty of good water bottles out there. I think the trick is to go pretty simple, um, but but efficient. That's what you need, and you want to use that for a long time. I'm sure there are some that are very cleanable as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I just... what well, You know, you're right. It is, it is because you don't clean them, and I think maybe it's because I'm not in the habit of cleaning my water bottles, which is where the problem comes from, because I will use it if in the few cases that I've had one. Uh, and then, you know, like a month later, I'll go to get out of the cupboard again. And yeah, you haven't... Yeah. And I'll give it a whiff, and I'll be like... Okay, this smells like the underside of like a train carriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not putting water in that bottle and then in my mouth. Yeah, you want to be using it like every day, basically. And like I'm not. I'm not. Day. I'm like pretty good with gross stuff like that. Like I'll eat something that's fallen in the bin if it's like nice enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> but only if it's nice enough. But I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> put my water in that and then drink it. Okay. I'll go from the tap. Mm. Uh, let's talk about this game this week because it's one I'm looking forward to talking about. Okay, good. Um, and one I think hopefully we'll have enough to say about. That's good. Um, the game this week is a game called Teardown. Uh, when I looked at the trailer, I thought, okay, my computer definitely won't be able to run this. Amazingly practically no problems yeah nothing 
hardly anything. Like very, it did crash twice, which is a major problem uh, in the way that the game plays. It's early access, um, we should say. It's not yeah, finished. Yeah. Um, but this game was just such a treat. Top five of the year, easy, hands down. Wowzers. Mm. Good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about it. What, what is it? Uh, so this is a game called Teardown. It is essentially... Um, the gist of the uh, game is you are a demolitions man. Uh, that is your profession, and you are put into a world that is Minecraft-like, except rather than blocks being football-sized, they are, like, tennis ball-sized. Um, so, you know, sort of a much more concentrated, uh, more detailed, you know, 64-bit rather than 8-bit world. Um, and you are put on missions. There's a campaign, and... It starts out pretty simply in a way that it just says, you know, here's some tools, uh, destroy this house. And then as the game goes on, you get put into, it, it sort of transforms into a, uh, gosh, I'm going deep into it now, but it almost transforms into this glorious, beautiful puzzle game uh, where you have to navigate around a big space within a certain amount of time using your demolition skills to make your mission achievable <laughs> okay <laughs> that's like big picture that's the uh i've should... come into the boardroom and i'm instead of rating the games which obviously we don't do we should rate each other's descriptions of the games <laughs> two every week every week flat two to four out of ten two out of ten without fail are you kidding me um just so the premise uh is yeah you're you're like a demolitions expert uh a construction bloke uh and your company seems to be almost at its tail end you're out of business and um you get this offer to do this demolition job that's clearly not legal this guy wants you to take down this like protected house so that he can build over the land um and then the missions increasingly become uh, illegal activities and effectively they become heists um, so you go to these different locations using your demolition skills in order to pull off the perfect heist um, yeah uh, so you might go to this guy's really nice house and the other guys said you need to go there and steal six of his cars um, you have as long as you like to set up the heist so you can go around so the environment the key thing is this game has a fully destructible environment. Um, so you have as long as you want to set up how you can do it. So maybe you need to take down this wall so you can climb up here and build the sort of path around so you can get all the cars to the extraction point. But as soon as you hit an alarm, you have 60 seconds to do anything you need to do and get out. Um, yeah. So you have this interesting pull and pull of like this very almost relaxing sort of therapeutic Ooh. like... You're sort of standing around thinking, okay, so I could do that, and then maybe, maybe if I if I pull that wall down and I move the car sort of over here so I can get into it, and you're sort of planning this super optimized route, but then as soon as you take one of those cars off their alarm, you got sixty seconds to do all that all that stuff you planned, um, and it's a game of a lot of quick saving and quick loading um, in order to fully optimize your route and do as much as you can. Yeah, it it that's I'd give that like a seven. Nice. And a half. Nice. I think good description. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I think this game. 
it, it just does a really good job of creating that pressure in the perfect way of, uh, obviously they can't include NPCs because it just wouldn't really work in the same way that NPCs don't really work in Minecraft. Um, but they really create sort of uh, an interaction with the environment and um, put pressure on you as a player by having to do the stuff in a timed um, situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but <laughs> let me let me give like a nice description. So I think my favorite setup was the second job at the marina um, where there were four things you had to uh, steal. Actually, there weren't. There were two things you have to steal and bonus objectives as well, yes. uh, which is really good because it means that this game is pretty easy to complete if you just go for the two objectives that you need. Uh, but if you want to go for, say, for example, all four objectives within that same time period, it becomes a lot more difficult. Um, and I think that's where this game really shines. Mm-hmm. Is I, I had to go for all objectives. Absolutely. And I think that is easily where all the enjoyment is in this yeah. game. I would say actually um, towards... I don't, I don't know how... Have you played... How many hours have you played of it? <laughs> like... Five, okay, but I, I didn't get that far. Yeah, I think so. I've played about I can't like seven or eight hours, um, and I haven't done all the missions yet. But I would say I was getting to a point where I was like, man, I just don't think I can actually do all of these, and I had to sort of sacrifice a few, um, which is good. Like it's nice to have that um, difficulty ramp up. Mm. Sure. Yeah, sorry, carry on. But tell me about your yeah, heist. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got stuck on that cars one where you had to destroy the six cars. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a real <laughs> that was a real bugger, that one. Really tough. You end up spending, like, what feels like like maybe like an hour's worth of time, um, potentially more sometimes, in, like, one mission, just, like, getting the route so you can get out in 60 seconds. Like, you really spend a lot of time learning this environment and figuring out the best way around it. Yeah, well, well, you have to because, for example, in that one, you had 60 seconds to destroy six cars. Uh, two of them you can destroy. I think it was nine cars. Was it nine mm-hmm. cars? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was nine. Um, anyway, it's a very vast amount of cars you have to destroy. And uh, you really, it takes, you know, sort of 15 minutes to scope out the joint, to figure out where everything is, to start getting your head working. And then you actually have to think, okay, how am I actually going to do this? So you can press tab, it zooms out, gives you an over-the-top map view, which is really great because it's like a live view of the world. So if you destroy a building, it'll show you that building destroyed. Um, and then you, so you can start looking at it, you can start seeing where all your objectives are and just start planning point A to point B to point C and just try and wrap your head around it because, man, it's... Uh, it can be tough. And it takes, it takes, the reason it takes so long is like when you have those like whatever six objectives, you'll start working on one of them and you'll be like, okay, so just thinking about like this car is connected to the alarm, which is on the wall. So that means that if I move this, the alarm will go off, which means I can't move this anywhere. So I need to figure out the best way to get to this car, like the fastest way to get to this car. But then which direction am I coming from? So like, it's just, it's like true, like planning, like I can figure out this one thing, but then you have to make sure that this one thing connects in the right way to this other thing that I need to do. Um, and so you might spend, I remember spending like a while on one tiny part of the objective and being like, this looks good. Then going to the next area and thinking, oh, actually, no, 
this should be going the other direction because I'm probably mm. going to be coming from here because this is way more convenient. So it's it's a lot of like um, adjusting and going back to what you did before and moving stuff around. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's my favorite type of puzzle game uh, where there are a million solutions, but just because there are a million solutions doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, this game in a lot of ways reminded me of uh, Opus Magnum in that same sort of approach mm. where, you know, where like it's, it's a puzzle game where it gives you a lot of freedom uh, and it's a puzzle game where I want to see other people's solutions to the same puzzles that I solved. Yeah. Like really, really badly. Um, and that's exactly what I wanted to do. And I thought, oh God, there's a streamer who I watch who I think would love this game. Mm. And I thought, I wonder if he's played it. So I checked his uh, YouTube archive of his live channel. And um, sure enough, he had. Mm-hmm. I was like, awesome. Let me let me watch some of him and see how he did. Uh, and he just started skipping objectives. And I just thought, this game's not the same. Uh-huh. Uh, he got to like the same point I did in like 40 minutes <laughs> after I'd played like three hours. Yeah, that's no fun. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, the puzzles are just, are just so well done um, and so interesting. And I think they create puzzles in clever ways which are ones you're not normally forced to solve. So it'll be a thing like with the cars, for example, okay, I have to destroy this car um, but the car is also an excellent way of moving quickly, mm. you know? So I have to figure out, do I want to figure out a way of destroying this car at point A or point B because I want to use it to drive, or do I just want to try and destroy it at point A and then park a different car next to point A so you can drive that one into the lake, for example, and then hop out, get into another car, use that one purely to drive to the next thief location um <laughs> so that, with that mission i think i ended up like literally just going from one car to the other all angled in directions that would go into the sea <laughs> so i could, like <laughs> drive the car as fast as i could to the next car jump out let it roll into the sea as i got into the next one and just repeated that like six times that's amazing yeah but i swear like most of them are attached to an alarm system on the wall yeah and we should talk about the alarm system because so i think it's, it's such a it's the alarm system is like this weird sort of sticking point I have with the game. And I don't think it's, I think they made the right choice, but I think when I first got there, I thought it was the wrong choice. So like the way the alarm system works is the alarm is connected to the car or the safe or whatever you're trying to steal um, by a cable. And the alarm itself is connected usually to a solid object, like a wall um, or maybe like a post in the floor or something like that. And because this game is like, touts it as like everything is destructible my initial response and what i assume would be most players first thought is okay so if i set the alarm off by stealing the car which breaks the cord then what if i just break out the alarm from the wall um and like i don't know pop pop the wall alarm on top of the car and then drive the car to the exit surely that won't set the alarm off however as soon as you remove the alarm from the wall basically no matter what the alarm's going to go off even if it's still connected and at first I was like, oh, that sucks. Like that, that doesn't feel good. I felt like I had like this creative solution to this problem. But when you start to realize that this is, this is constantly the limitation you're up against, by letting you do that, it would mean you would solve it exactly the same way every single time. Yeah, um, boringly and within like yeah, 
10 seconds. Yeah, so it's totally the right call. I think maybe there's some things they could do to maybe sell it into the world a bit more because, like, it doesn't quite make sense that that's the rule. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe... Yeah, I don't maybe think you it could, has like, to, though. If you could, like, maybe there's a bigger area of space around the alarm that if you cut out, you could technically move. Um, so, like, maybe you have to take the entire wall that it's on instead of just, like, in a circle around it. Or maybe it's sure. even as simple as, like, making the actual alarm box significantly bigger and heavier so that you can't carry it. I don't know. But something something like that that just maybe, like, thematically gives it more reason as to why you can't move it. Um, sure. But, but yeah. gameplay-wise, I think it makes total sense. It makes sense. And, I mean, I think this game, uh, the whole time I was playing this game, I thought it never tells me no. You know, this is mm-hmm. maybe the game... Probably on a level with things like Breath of the Wild. Uh, any others I can think of? You know, games where you just think, I guess kind of like Half-Life's as well at times. I mean, I guess like these are often physics-based games. Mm-hmm. Um, but things where you just think, mm, can I do this? This would probably work. Will mm-hmm. this work? And it always works. I found like 99% of the time, if I wanted to do something, the game would be like, yeah, c- go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, you know, level one, you're presented with this tiny house that you've got to destroy. It tells you, oh, here are some propane tanks. You can throw them and they'll explode. You go, oh, okay, cool. Try that out. Started knocking down this house with your hammer. And then you see off in the distance, there are like some massive uh, machinery. There's like dump trucks and those big clawy boys. <laughs> um, the claw boys. And, and they're just, they're off in the distance. And you just think, I wonder if I can drive one of those. And, you know, you sort of hop over a fence and then next thing you know, you're in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in it, driving it. Um, there are times when I think, you know, can I swim? Of course you can swim. Can you do this? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and I think this game is just the best yeah. for that, it's, for that ever. It's a game that, like is entirely built around and fully commits to the idea that everything is destructible, um, which is a promise that a lot of games wish they could make, but often have to make compromises. But the game, like, from the ground up is built to be that way, um, uh, and it shows. Like, obviously, like, it's, it's like, um, its graphical style is not just a choice. It's, like, made to look, made as voxels, which are, like, a lot easier, I guess, to, like, render and break up than, like, polygons or whatever. So, so, um... But it has to be, doesn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, if it was a game like, oh, what was that game that came out on the original uh, original Xbox? It had, like, a hammer. Red Faction. Red Faction? And was it Red Faction? Or, like, Red Faction 2? Yeah, Red Faction uh, Gorilla was the one with the, like, destructible environments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it was, like, you can go through any wall. Um, as long as it and, looks like this. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, things like that are great. But, you yeah. know, you're always the wall's always going to break in the same way, yeah. which doesn't work for a game that lets you, play, that lets you say yes. Uh, because a game like this, it's literally like, okay, I'm going to destroy this wall to make a sort of staircase. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to literally stand side on on the wall and I'm going to start tapping away at the bottom and then tap a bit higher, and then tap a bit higher, and clear out the space above. So I make a sort of two D staircase up the side of the wall, which I can then climb up. Yeah. Uh, and it's only because it's made of these. Uh, is a voxel what it is? 
Yeah, yeah, they're made out of voxels. So Minecraft's a voxel okay. game. Um, okay. And this is this is uh, literally taking the voxels of Minecraft and then, as you said, shrinking them down into much smaller mm. sizes. Yeah, that wouldn't be possible with sort of any other current technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was your what was your do you have like your most satisfying mm-hmm. solution by any chance? Sure, sure. I mean, just the whole the whole. Well, it, it, maybe the solution wasn't that genius, but it was just the first time in this game where I felt like I was playing it correctly, mm. uh, which was, I think, the sort of the first big marina heist um, based around a marina. You know, there's some industrial areas, there's some, like, nice little condos. Uh, and anyway, there were four things you have to steal. And I'd set it up, so uh, the first point was a box on a wall inside a building. Destroyed that building, stood outside on the sort of uh, little balcony area, dragged the box outside to give myself like a two-meter start. Ran off the... grabbed that box, ran off, jumped into a boat where I'd blown out the entire sort of roof and front windscreen of the boat. Mm -hmm. So I could drive across and then instantly just run across the front of the boat without having to sort of go around the side. (laughs) Yeah, Um, And then... There was a box on a second floor. Uh, I got a one of those crane lifters, you know, like a pallet, pallet lifter sort of thing. Um, a forklift? Is it a, yeah, but like one of the big forklifts that go really high up. Okay. So I, I got one of those, uh, destroyed the whole sort of side of the building, used that as a sort of staircase so I could jump up onto a little thing then jump up onto the back of the forklifter, then jump onto the roof of the forklifter, then jump onto the forks, and then into the second floor of the house, mm-hmm. first floor of the house. Uh, then jumped out of that into a boat where I there was a giant boat with a car on it. I had sort of rammed that into the dock. So drove my boat up onto the dock, jumped up onto it, got into this car, Drove the car to the exit and then had another car there waiting for me. And just playing like that just feels amazing. Yeah, it does feel good. It's it, so good. It feels so good to, like, just so naturally satisfying of, like, driving a large truck into the side of a house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, and then, and then, like, I think there are a couple times where, like, the safe was on the second floor. So... I just like backed up a truck into the first floor <laughs> and then the safe just falls onto the truck and I just drive yeah. off. Um, one, it makes me think of, I think on the same level, the marina, it might've been that level you're talking about, but I think, was it a car on the large boat? There was like a big boat. It was either a car yeah. or it was a safe. Um, yeah, it was a, there was a car. Um, and so I like, yeah, I, I, you have to like knock the boat free. It's like tied up. So you knock down some of the posts, hopped on the boat, drove the boat round, and I was like, oh, well, how am I going to get the car off the boat? So I just, like, head first. And it was another one of those moments of, like, is this going to work or is this bridge going to be solid? Because it's, like, a road, and maybe they don't want you to break the road. Anyway, so I'm like, but I need to get this car onto the road, so what if I just drive the boat into the road? <laughs> so I just, I just like, hard pushed this massive boat through this drawbridge, stopped in the middle of the bridge and then just drove the car out onto the road Um, amazing and it feels so good um amazing another one that's similar did you ever get the planks yes yeah so the planks are kind of weird it's another one of those like this doesn't quite make sense but i'll take it because it's very useful so planks are super useful you can use them to make like ramps 
um, to get up like whatever objects that are hard to climb. Um, but you can also sort of use them as ropes. Doesn't really make sense, but um, yeah, that was weird. But you basically you connect one end of the plank to another end of an object, and it connects them. Um, kind of as like a static rope. Um, anyway, so there was this uh, there was this like little portable office building, like the ones you get at construction sites, on the top of. Uh, this area in the center of the marina that I had no way of driving any cars up. There are only stairs up there. I'm in really steep hills. Um, and inside there was a safe. Um, and I needed to get the safe, but the safe was connected to the portable office wall. So if I broke the safe off the portable office wall, the alarm would go off. If I removed the safe, the alarm would go off. Um, so I thought, okay, so I need to then move the entire portable office. <laughs> I'm glad that's my trick because I don't want to set the alarm off yet because there's too many other things I need to do. So I need to sure. move the entire portable office to the escape point. Um, and you, it, luckily, it was light enough where I could like slightly shove it and it would move ever so slightly, but not enough to like slide it down the hill. It was right up against a sort of knee-high wall. So first thing I did was knock down the knee-high wall and then just kind of push it over the edge. It tumbled down. Then it got to the second floor where the stairs were. Um, Wait, the the whole office? The did? whole office with the safe inside. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I got the um, a crane, drove the crane over, connected the crane <laughs> to to the portable office. Oh, wow. Picked up the portable office, drove it across the bridge, and dropped it off um, at the thing with, like, the safe, like, dangling out the side of the, <laughs> out the, side of the office. Um, incredible but yeah it's, it's just like lots of those great that's moments. amazing um and the game is always like it's like it does a re- i think a good job of like giving you new tools qu- pretty often um to like mess around with stuff so like obviously you have uh what are the basic stuff you have you have a hammer so or whatever you, you start off with a, a sort of a hammer a extinguisher in case there's fires yep. and some spray paint which you will never use but <laughs> it's still amazing i used it uh, once because it it's a spray paint that uses a spray cone uh, projectile. So sort of if you put it at your feet, it'll do a tiny little dot. And then if you just move it up in a line from the floor to the wall in front of you, it'll sort of slowly increase as a spray can actually would. Yeah. Um, so that's just like a little thing that's nice. Um, yeah, and it's just there, then, it's there for you to like if you need to add some like notes or planning onto the floor. And there's something yeah. I love. Sorry, just to cut in. I love like... Obviously, because your job is to destroy things and steal things, uh, the game totally goes into the idea that you do not give a shit about the property or, like, anything here. So, like, there's something so satisfying about, like, and so, like, true to this character that you have a spray paint can and you just spray anything you need to. Like, I was like, oh, I need to know. So the time I used it was, like, I wanted to make sure I was cutting out the right part of these two walls um, to sort of remove it. and there's something just like, there's something just, you that satisfaction of being a kid and literally drawing on someone's wall with a crayon of just like, this this object and its purpose is irrelevant to me. I just want to draw on it with my crayons. That's all I want. I just want to make a drawing. <laughs> yeah. And like, and there's something, yeah, there's something, and that game, this game sort of completely captures that idea really well, I think. Yeah, it, and, and it's, it's funny because that whole sort of like sleazy, uh, this is a legal aspect, sort of comes out of nowhere. Because coming into this game, I thought, okay, it's... Base- I thought it was going to be pretty much a sandbox game um, where it's kind of like a sim, 
you know, where you sort of get different tools and you have these different jobs and you have to just destroy stuff. Uh, but very quickly, after destroying the first house, uh, you go back to your van and it just says, escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And from that moment, you're like, okay, this is obviously super dodgy. Um, and as, as it goes on, it just gets more ridiculous uh, in terms of the crime aspects of it. And um, it feels great. Because I wasn't expecting it, and I'm I'm glad it goes in that direction. And they also they also do like a good job of letting you enjoy it because the people that you're doing a crimes against are often very shitty. So like uh, you basically quite a few of these missions you're doing you're working for both sides of these two people. Um, like one guy is like this like super he's the for the first guy you do the mission for is the guy that wants to build over this like uh, land the house you destroy. Um, and then you get an email from this other guy being like, hey, some guy just destroyed this house. Um, I want to teach him a lesson. Can you go steal his cars? Um, and then you do s- several missions just going back and forth between these two of like increasing damage and destruction to their property without them obviously knowing that they're using the same contractor for the job. Um, yeah. So like it gives you it's, like... It's, it's f- well done as well. Like the- there's also police... Uh- you do some work for the police that's also investigating these same two guys, so it, it's all woven very nicely. Yeah, so it just gives you the freedom to just be like, oh, yeah, fuck you, <laughs> and, like, um, you, there's some, <laughs> and there's this casual, just, like, sometimes you're just wandering around, and you just have the hammer in your hand, just like, yep, just gonna knock that window out for no real reason. Um, sure. And it just, it just I, I didn't good. use doors in this game. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, yeah, sure. You just hammer through every door. But sometimes you're just walking by something, and you just want to know how it breaks. You know, you're just like, I'm just yeah. curious how this breaks. And you just give it a little whack as you're on to your next objective. But not only that, um, you can upgrade your tools in this game. And you upgrade your tools by stealing things from these sites. Yeah. Um, and often it's as simple of a case of stealing tools, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, because that's like a famous thing that people steal um, for like quick money. So you're literally going around these warehouses and it'll be like, ooh, Nice screwdriver set, mm-hmm. $60. Um, but at the same time, you can go into these people's houses and you can steal artwork off the walls. But even more exciting is um, sometimes there'll be things hidden between walls. So there'll be two rooms next to each other and there'll be a sort of small crawl space in between the two rooms. And then if you smash down a wall, you'll find like a hidden cash storage or something, you know. Yeah. And maybe there's like... $400 in cash uh, hidden in between the floorboards, you know, or like under a staircase, which is fully sealed mm. um, or in like the rafters of a building that is difficult to get up to. Um, so it, it very does. It does a good job of incentivizing you to sort of explore the uh, environment for reasons more than just it being fun. So did you, um, did you not experience like any slowdown? That's really surprising. It it, it didn't run. I mean, I think the whole thing didn't run particularly fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never like had massive. I never like dropped a two FPS. Right. You know, I mean, uh, new WoW expansion came out last night. Mm. Um, you know that was <laughs> that was a, a. You know, went to bed late, and then me and Wu got up at six. Mm-hmm to continue on. Um, and that's been playing often at times in terrible FPS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's safe to say that teardown ran much smoother. 
other than when I was destroying like a massive amount at once. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like I kind of love it when that happens. Um, it reminds me of I know that when I was like younger, I used to think that I didn't know obviously know anything about frame rates or like what slowdown was or any of that kind of stuff. And I remember like playing like Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas, blowing stuff up, and the game getting slow and like the frame rate dropping. And I think I naturally just assumed that that was like a feature. That that was like the game being like, <laughs> look at you being cool, time slowing down. Um, I used to just think that was what games did when um, <laughs> you were making lots of things explode um, on purpose. Uh, right. And so it was nice to play this to be reminded of that feeling of like me throwing out like all of my bombs at this building <laughs> and watching all these cubes go flying and the, the frame rate like drop in half. Um, and it just start playing really slowly. And it's it's almost like satisfying to watch the frame rate just get completely <laughs> annihilated. Sure. Um, and it kind of feels good. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know you're doing something big. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like you said with that, that big boat driving into that bridge. Yeah. Um, there's a sort of small seaside cabin. Uh, and I just use that bit that you have to destroy. And I literally was like, I wonder if I can just go straight through this cabin with my yep, boat. Yep. And it's it's and I'm, I think probably four out of ten people will destroy the cabin in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's so satisfying. Yeah, there's just this like just going straight in. Yeah, that frame rate dropping almost feels it. It just feels like the sound of like metal crunching. <laughs> Like I love it. That kind I know of just exactly. Like, yeah. That like, oh, this isn't right, but it feels so good. <laughs> that high pressure. It, it's like being, yeah, it's locked in an arm wrestle pressure. with yeah. someone. Yeah. And you're both full force, not moving an inch, and shaking. Yeah. And it's that. It's that sort of intensity. <laughs> yeah. It's it's two very um, strong objects colliding with each other, um, and it just it's like it's impossible to look away sort of thing yeah yeah uh and and i think in a moment like that when you're driving through an entire cabin and the whole thing's dissolving as you go through Mm. then it's great and the fact that that doesn't happen when you're just playing the game normally Mm -hmm. uh is yeah perfect yeah that said this game's weird like (laughs) the the movement feels really weird Mm -hmm. uh it all feels kind of slow maybe that's design um, but at the same time, they put on all of these weird visual effects. This game was for the first 50, I felt sick after playing this game for 15 minutes. Yeah. It was sick inducing 5,000. The, the, the head bobs quite strong. Yeah. I think so you can turn like, that stuff off if you want. Um, oh, I did. Yeah. 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 I did. There's like a head bob. There's like a, there's a, a depth lot of, of field. Yeah, the depth of bl- motion field blur. Is, is pretty bizarre. Like the depth of field's kind of br- like seems like too much. Like basically, if you're holding an object, everything behind it is just completely <laughs> obfuscated. Um, it just completely blurs the entire surrounding, um, which is too much. Yeah. But I kept it on. Did- I kind of liked it. Because oh, like, really, yeah, like, oh, it made me feel so sick. It made me think of like. Um, I think I said this at the end of last podcast. It, it just kind of feels like Minecraft, but with like a high res texture pack on it. Like someone like modded the shit out of Minecraft, and it's, it looks a bit naff now. But I <laughs> kind of vibe. It's kind of a vibe. Well, that's that was the thing. Like I think it looked. I think I think the game was so good 
that when they put that stuff on top, it made it feel more like a sort of hyper-stylized indie game mm. that was more visuals than substance. Mm. Uh, when I think... And I, I, th- I think that sort of detracted from the gameplay that was so much substance. Yeah. Um, that, But you can turn it off. Yeah. Um, and I think if you're anyone with half a brain, you, you'll realize you can turn it off. Or maybe you like it and you won't want to. Maybe you're both, like me. Yeah. Um... So, you know, when I first kicked off, I was a bit like, what was Louie made me play? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was so surprised how well this, ran, this thing ran. And especially for like such a physics-based game, um, the physics in this game are amazing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, things destroy how you want. Um, and also things have like often, uh, things have weight. Yeah. Uh, which makes you reconsider how you take the take on the puzzle. Different uh, materials will require different things to be destroyed. So, for example, a brick wall you can't take down with your uh, hammer. You can absolutely drive a car in or throw a propane tank at it, mm-hmm. but uh, your hammer won't do it. Um, and that also creates for some interesting puzzles. Like, like you said with the safe, just ha- having a puzzle of this thing's really heavy, destroy it. Mm-hmm. is a great puzzle because it, it's literally just thinking, okay, all I all I have to do is get this safe from here into the water, which is like 10 meters away, but it's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly, yeah, which yeah. is which is fun. And also the way you grab items in this game is amazing uh, because it grabs from the point that you click on. Mm. Uh, so, for example, if... You have a, say, for example, the safe, and there's this small little lip that you need to get it up. You can literally grab that corner, grab a bottom corner, kind of shimmy it up onto there, and then grab that back corner and sort of pull that around to sort of swivel it on, and then sort of pull from the direction, pull from the front to sort of, uh, you know, have the momentum that you want. Mm. Um, Which, again, allows a lot more freedom. And feels great. Surely does. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, good game. Um, go play it. Mm, why not? It did crash a couple of times, though, for me. Uh, which maybe was just because of my computer being bad. But when you do, like, an hour of setup, <laughs> and yeah, then it crashes, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm done. That's when I started. I was, I was doing the car one, and I had done, like, an hour of setup. Yeah. And it just crashed, and it doesn't save. Yeah, it's only it's it's a quick saving only, basically. Yeah, you can't save in level. Um, it's mission by mission. Uh, but I, hey, maybe that's just because I've got a bad computer. Yeah, maybe, but also, it's an alpha. Yeah, as well, no, so also I mean. just it shouldn't be crashing. But yeah, it's it's an alpha. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, cool. Love it. Cool. I liked it. Yeah. I uh, loved it. Loved it. I was looking to buy it, but I just thought, uh, it's 20 quid I don't need to spend. But <laughs> I can play it on your account when you're not playing. This is true. Um, next week. Yep. I just told you what we were playing before the podcast. What? Because I wanted to make sure Shh, don't, don't tell them that. Uh, that you were okay spending also, the money on I this guess, game. I guess technically this one doesn't count, right? Uh, this, is a, this is an Animal Crossing deal. In that, mm-hmm. this doesn't count as like a 
potential. For no, I, th- I think it does because uh, ooh, you think you don't want to let it in game of the year. Yeah. This thing's not coming anywhere near game of the year. <laughs> I don't know, man. Of the stuff we played this year, it totally could. But I mean, this isn't like an Animal Crossings. This isn't like... I think it is. Because in, in, in terms of the same, like, our backgrounds and, like, I feel like we both have equal... This is a really shitty phrase. Equal ownership of this game in in, in <laughs> that, that is a gross phrase. Um, in that like, in that like, you recommending it to me, you're not recommending it to me. You know what I mean? Mm. That's all I'm saying. Sure, 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 uh, sure. I mean, I'm happy to leave it out of then. It just, it just, it just. The reason is like, if we got to the game of the year stuff, then it would be me sort of. I just have free reign to be like. Because you're the one recommending it to me, so I get to pick it for Game of the Year. It doesn't. It just doesn't quite work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm st- thing is, I still think though that this game's different enough. The way if it does make Game of the li- Game of the Year list, fair play. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm coming at it. You from. know what? All right. You're the one that you're the one that recommends it. You get to pick if I can pick it for Game of the Year. All right. We'll we'll come to that decision when we get to the Game of the Year <laughs> episode, which I can't wait for because the games we played this year, I feel like, are so much better. Uh, I feel like I'll, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about some of the games, and I thought this game would. God, TFT was it? TFT. TFT was, was that last, last year? year. I think so. I don't think it won, did it? Shit, I don't know. It might have won. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm like really. <laughs> I mean, what else? We we had like TFT. We had Delta Root. No, no, I can't. That was a different. Oh no, we had poke. We put Pokemon on it. Well, we have a very weird way of selecting these games. <laughs> and we also had. Um, I think what should have actually been Game of the Year, but I don't think you wanted to be Game of the Year, was the snowboarding game. Um, steep. Steep is a is a is a. That's a three HR game of the year. Yeah, if ever. you might be right there. We might have to errata that one. Hmm. Um, anyway, the game we're playing next week, Louis, is Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Does it matter? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> uh, but I got it right. Melody of Memory. It's the one with the, the music. Yeah, it's a Kingdom Hearts rhythm game that is part of the... <laughs> Mainline franchise. It's the one with all my favorite songs. <laughs> it's so funny because, I mean, you don't like so much of the Kingdom Hearts music. No, I think it's bad. Whereas I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, who knows if I'll like this game. I was tempted to buy it uh, through Amazon as well, you know. Save five quid, mm-hmm. but... But you want it. You want it always on the Switch. Whenever you're ready to go. Whenever you're like, yeah, maybe. I could really do is some Kingdom Hearts music right now. You want to be able to just load it up. God, let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. What difficulty do you play a game? You know what's weird? I play a game like Kingdom Hearts, and I think I want to play this game on normal difficulty. I play a rhythm game. I feel like I'm not playing it unless I'm playing it on like a harder difficulty. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, I think. I mean, I played the... Did you play the demo, right? Mm. I played through on, like... I think I went through the three difficulties just to see what they were. And I found that, like, you kind of want to just do all of them. It feels like the entire game is ramping up from easy to the to the harder. To as hard as you can go, basically, I would say. Right. 
I guess it's kind of like guitar hero and you yeah. can just tone it down. If that you was need my to. experience with like rock band. It was just like, you want to start at like a normal and then you want to just make sure you're pushing as you go. I wonder how it will play out though. Anyway, we'll find out next week. Um, we'll talk about at least three hours worth of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to take us out of here? I absolutely do. Uh, this awesome. is a podcast. This is a podcast about video games and uh, we've just done it. Um, it goes up on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and all the other ones. We've got a Twitter and a Instagram at timeplay3hr. And we have a Gmail account, timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Please send us a message. Say hello. Uh, we haven't got any shitty reviews recently, so please feel free. <laughs> um, uh, and I think that's everything. Nice. Um, cool. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Go play Tear Down. I can recommend. Lucky recommends. Bye. Later.